Welcome to the Gone Trippin' Podcast. I'm Ren. And I'm Ashley. And we're your hosts for today's podcast. Expect some tangents. You're along for the ride as we interview valued people in the travel industry. From photographers to vagabonds and everything in between. Let us help you make every trip an adventure. Reading the road signs, gone trippin'. One playlist at a time. Gone trippin', odometer's tickin'. My Mountain Dew and Red Bull sippin'. I'm a road warrior on a mission You won't find me just sitting home wishing Cause I am gone tripping This episode is brought to you by The Ninth Project. Named after Beethoven's Symphony No. 9, The Ninth Project is a clothing brand that seeks to inspire adventure and the exploration of the unknown. From tees, sweatshirts, leggings, and more, each item uses premium materials with movement in mind. Every purchase plants a tree, and you can even request where your tree will be planted. Save 15% on your entire order using code GONTRIPPINPODCAST at ninthproject.com. It's that time. Drink of the day! Because every road trip starts with a drink. I'm always a fan of Jones Cream Soda. Yeah, I like their pictures on their sodas. In case those who are not familiar with Jones Sodas, they have pictures on the front of their sodas, and they're always different, even for different flavors. Like for the same flavor, though, are they different? Or is it always oh, yeah. the same picture so, for the same? Um, uh, they have like a set of different fl- of pictures. Um, yeah. Uh, this one is a picture of a goat uh, licking a little girl who looks to be at a cheer competition. Um, or no, maybe she was at a cheer competition and is now at a petting zoo. Oh wait, no, the the goat is dressed as a cheerleader as well. <laughs> cool. See, you never just never know what you're gonna get on the front of a Jones soda. I've not seen that picture before. Have you? No, I don't think I've ever paid attention to the pictures. I've just paid attention to oh, yeah. the flavors. And the flavor today that we have is pineapple cream soda. Yes, and this is uh, the soda is made in the Great North. In Canada, which right now, if you're paying attention to the NBA playoffs, the, oh, Toronto, the Toronto Raptors, the Great North, uh, are in the championship series against the uh, Warriors, and they're up one nothing. They play. I'm sorry, Canada plays in the NBA. They have. They used to have two teams, and it lasted for a while. And they moved from Vancouver to uh, Memphis, Tennessee, and then the last one is the Toronto Raptors. Yeah. So this is uh, Jones Soda Pineapple Cream Soda. But uh, <laughs> it smells really yummy. It's pretty tasty for a pineapple soda. Um, and it's going to be this one. Actually, I like it is actually quite yummy. I don't know if I would get it again, though. It's almost like too sweet. And I really like sweet. But yeah. this one is like sweet, sweet. It's pretty good. I like um, Jones's has a, a green apple one. that's pretty good, too. Grab yourself a Jones's soda and try the pineapple cream soda. Tell and Enjoy us, it with us. Tell us what your picture looks like, too. Yeah. Tell us what your pictures on your, your bottle looks like. Yeah, Instagram, Tag us on Instagram. social. We'll uh, definitely make sure we get this one on Instagram. Nice close up of the goat dressed as a cheerleader. And on to our guest. I'm really excited for our guest today. We have actually kind of been playing phone tag for months now, <laughs> trying to get a time that both of us could work. But today we have Katie from Teva Adventures with us. Welcome, Katie. How are you doing? 
Hey, good. How are you? Good. And I'm also really excited because she's actually in Switzerland right now. It's like, what, two in the morning where you're at and you're willing to come on yeah. our podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> it works perfectly with jet lag. So it's okay. great. We're glad to hear that. So w- let's go ahead and start. And why don't you explain a little bit about your family and what you guys do and what Tave Adventures is? So I have two daughters named Taylor and Ava. And that's kind of where we came up with the name Tava. So it's like their names combined. And we we lived in Europe for nine years. And now we live in the United States. And I've been traveling for like the last 20 years. So when I had kids, you know, everybody always says, oh, you're not going to, you know, travel anymore. You're not going to go all the places you used to. Um, and for me, I just thought, no, that's not really an option. And we've actually traveled more since we have had kids and um, maybe a little less exotic places, but we actually have had have traveled more. And um, being, being in Switzerland, you know, you're in the center of Europe, so it's really easy to travel. And that's just when we started Tava Adventures to just um, promote family travel and you know to let people know that it is doable like your life doesn't have to stop when you have kids you can still take them with you yes you have to adjust but it's you know we we love it and no they're not going to remember things especially if you take them at three months old but we just didn't want our love of travel to stop just because we had kids so that's kind of what we do. That's one of the things that we really try to hit the issue of is, like you said, so many like, oh, we got kids, can't travel anymore, can't yeah. travel as much. And like you said, there's a little bit of an adjustment, but um, it's same concepts. Uh, you know, one of the right. things we focus on is local travel. We have a lot of friends you know, who they are able to do the exotic travel. They sell their stuff and they go all over, um, which is awesome, but that's not kind right. of the norm for everybody. And travels for everyone. You can go camping. You can go 30 minutes away uh, to a waterfall. I actually just discovered one in our neck of the woods about 30 minutes away. That oh, fun. I'm taking the family, too. We like to chase waterfalls. Um, and uh, we ignore TLC's advice. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there's so many things that are close by that you can find, especially in small towns. Um, and it's mm-hmm. interesting to me how many things are just out there that people don't even think about and if you make it a priority to try to find those adventures you're going to find them pretty easily they're going to start being really easy you should be driving to work one day and see a sign and go oh there's some caves we can go explore i I definitely get that concept so what kind of travel is your family's favorite because obviously if you if you never stopped you kind of trained your kids into this lifestyle of you know, you can sit in a car or you can sit on an airplane and you're good. So do you guys travel to big cities? Are you like country explorers or what is it that you guys love to go do? Or is it anything and everything? Um, when we lived in Europe, I would say we went to more of the cities, you know, like we took our oldest daughter, Taylor. She's been all around France. She's been everywhere in Germany, Italy, like just all over, because it's more, it's more conducive to go, you know, explore all the cities and, and whatnot. We also took my daughter Taylor to Africa, 
that was really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, since we moved back to the United States, I would say we do more outdoorsy things. Um, I, we did a lot of things in the Alps before, but um, since we're located in Utah and they have like five national parks within, you know, four hours away from where we live, we've been doing a lot of like national parks and um, like wildlife stuff because our daughter, both of our daughters love animals. And especially for our nine-year-old, we really want to cultivate that and what she loves. So when she's older, she can be her wildlife biologist. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a daughter who wants to be a nature photographer that travels the world. Um, but she doesn't oh, like animals so and it's like, okay, well, let's work on that first before you can <laughs> achieve that dream. That's cool. Well, Utah <laughs> happens to be Ren's favorite. We've got several, several episodes where we have interviewed people from Southern Utah cause that's Ren's like <laughs> dream spot of living well, in those five, it, near those five national yeah. parks. Uh, yeah. So I, that's where I've traveled probably the most outside of Idaho is Southern uh-huh. Utah. Like you said, there's the five national parks. Uh, there's Goblin Valley State Park, which you haven't uh, or haven't done. You need to go do. It's awesome. And yeah, we've been there a few times. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things where I went like nine, twelve years in a row, somewhere around there. I'd go there every year for my birthday, and oh, fun! Every time I went, like I'd find something new, but I hadn't even mm-hmm. scratched the surface of that whole area. It's inside the San Rafael Swell. Um, there's mm-hmm. a lot of old mining uh, that took place in there. A lot of cool stuff that. You know, it, it would just take a lot of time to be able to go and experience all of it. And uh, yeah, so, so Southern you, Utah is incredible. Yeah, especially, I mean, it's rare to find mosquitoes um, because of the right? lack of water, which is awesome. Yeah, um, I know. <laughs> and so there's pros and cons to everything. Uh, yeah, you might not have water, but you also don't have mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then the other part is uh, it's very dusty. So, I mean, you're going to be dirty all the time. Um, a lot yeah. of places have the showers for you though. So for my wife, she's the one that cares. So <laughs> right. I just want a flushing toilet. That's really all I ask for is a flushing toilet. Yeah. We we're, ha- we're, I'm kind of at that state where I want flushing toilets too. Right. So, so one time we went to Yellowstone together and the trip was kind of disastrous, but we had met up with my sister-in-law and her family and we were trying to go on this hike to Fairy Falls, which is a fairly uh-huh. flat hike, but it's about 10 miles round trip. Yeah. And so there's a bathroom before you go on the trailhead. And it's like, absolutely, we'll go to the bathroom. This was not a flushing toilet at this. And like the men kind of are going in and out, right? As fast as men's lines do. And the women's line is taking forever. And we're standing outside the line. As you get closer, you can smell it. This totally is not going to go on air. Oh, it's totally <laughs> oh, going no. on air. Because, well, in, and the thing that you're missing, it's Yellowstone, right? So there's pockets right. of hot earth everywhere. And yeah. they built the um, bathroom right there along the river as you enter this trail uh, to get down to the mm-hmm. trailhead. And uh, they, when they built it, I don't think they realized, but obviously the heat's been creeping up to... It's July. Latrine. It's, That's what it's, it's called. The not The non, non-flushable toilets are called well, latrines. Right, but you can't finish the story because you were in the line that went quickly. And oh, no. You, I, cause, you guys have taken <laughs> off beforehand. No, no, no. Because no. I used it after you guys. No, you still can't do this. So we're in the women's <laughs> line and it smells awful. I mean, it smells awful. So I'm sitting there with my niece and my sister-in-law and we are like, we we don't know if we can do this. Like, how, like kind of gauging of like, how bad do you really have to go? Right. So then we finally get in. <laughs> 
And like my sister-in-law goes first, the brave soul. And we are outside just making terror, like not, we're making jokes about how awful it sounds. And she's in there laughing. She's being like, stop it. I can't breathe. Like, I don't want to breathe in here. And it, it was just awful. It was so bad. And was like, it's totally fine because he's a man. But it was like, I, I don't, I think I went in and like, was like no i can't i can't handle the smell i can't handle like just can't do it it's still the only place i've seen that has the signs of a stick figure standing on the toilet uh squatting and saying with a circle and a line through it saying no don't stand on the toilet <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> right that is exactly what we needed to do at that point know, the only but, way to survive that well apparently I not do it That's you know it's because I people you know it's because people have been doing it and then breaking the lid so <laughs> i don't think it would have mattered if that lid was broken yeah that one i think was okay i have a feeling that they're gonna add it, have to end up uh moving that latrine if they haven't already it's been a couple of years <sighs> since we went and did that but uh it was obviously right there on a, a hot pocket <laughs> oh but it was it was nasty. bad <laughs> the funny part is is it was me and another guy that they were supposed to meet up with and we got to it we opened the door and we just shut the door and turned around and left and held it <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> so, it wasn't worth it that's so, hilarious yeah so moving on from the toilet talk <laughs> your youngest had cancer and yes. you have on your instagram account um teva adventures you're very honest and upfront about what life looks like dealing with the effects of cancer and, the, and kind of kind of the after the after effects of cancer with that, do you find that you guys are still able to travel? Do you feel like you make it more of a priority now? Um, yeah, for for sure, it's put things in perspective because um, Ava's cancer was a stage four metadulloblastoma, which is a brain tumor, and she was diagnosed at 17 months. And um, we never thought about like what we were going to do have to deal with after her treatment and um, we just wanted her you know to to make it through um and um the after effects of cancer are uh i don't even know the word for it <laughs> and there it's a completely different world but it's it's terrible she's she's lost most of her hearing um she, because of where her brain tumor was, she's had mobility um, problems and uh, she's, you know, slightly behind physically and, um, you know, just all, just all the things. Plus, you know, there's always like liver failure, heart failure, kidney feather, failure that are always on her horizon that we just don't say we just say like it's not if she gets it it's when she gets it you know right. has one of those to deal with so um as far as as far as our travel is concerned there are some places that we would like to go but we don't feel like we really can right now like um i used to live in china and my husband used to live in china that's actually where we met okay and um my in-laws live in China right now and we really want to go visit them, but we just, we don't feel like she's quite healthy enough to go there yet. Right. Um, you know, and obviously we'd love to go to, 
Well, Africa and some of these more developing countries, mm-hmm. you know, because we've when we lived in um, Asia, we traveled all over uh, Southeast Asia and Asia in general. And we would love to go to places like that. But for now, we sort of feel like we need to be in more developed countries where we have access to good hospitals. Um, so it's changed our travel a little bit, but you just, you adapt. You adapt to what you need to do and you do it. And there are still amazing places that you can go to. Well, so. and I think that's why I like your story so much is I, so my son was in the hospital when he was three months old and it was nothing like cancer, but it was one of those things where it was serious enough that the doctors kind of were preparing us to go home in case they couldn't figure out what it was. And uh-huh. I remember feeling very, um, like my baby was very fragile of like, you're, you can't really do anything. You can't like life is kind not that life was over, but the new normal was a very different normal than beginning. And, um, right. Ren and I met when I was a single mom of three really young kids. And during that time I figured out that I had a two kids that really, really loved being outdoors and that Mm -hmm. I watched my son grow tremendously because he also was a little bit behind in gross motor and those things and watching, watching him be outside and watching him adventure and watching him do all those things and getting pushed out of his comfort zone, how good that was for him and how good it was for me to see like, oh, we can still do this. So I really like that. Yes. Like cancer definitely changed everything right but that you guys yeah. are still I mean travel was such a huge part of you and that you guys were still going to continue to do it but know that it has to make sacrifices and I, I just really enjoyed that about your story there's there's a lot of studies going on right now with outdoor therapy mm-hmm. um, and especially like with uh, uh, military uh, returning with PTSD um, and I think there's a little bit of psyche that takes place for anybody that's going through something drastic like uh, dealing with cancer in the family that Mm -hmm. getting outside or traveling just getting away from the massive technology stream that happens in in your your big city that you live in or uh, just your home and getting away from it all breathing good air Mm -hmm. bonding um, not having your face in a phone because it doesn't doesn't work so you're you're forced to really bond with those around you. And I think that has yeah. some huge healing effects for, for that situation. So I, I can see the therapy aspect to it for your family with doing that travel and, you know, helping not just her, but your, your, your other daughter and you, your husband and your family unit really grow, go forward. Yeah, I think um, people don't realize how it kind of splits your family apart when you're going through the treatment. Um, I was basically living at the hospital. My husband was, you know, at our apartment with my daughter and um, it, it, compl- it, it affects your entire family, you know, not just the kid that has cancer. And so, yeah, that was our goal after Ava's treatment was done we just decided to get out and do as much as possible because quite frankly, we don't know how long Ava will be with us. Right. You know, maybe she'll live an entire lifetime and maybe she won't. Um, And we just didn't want to, we just didn't want to regret anything Um, because when you're faced with that, when you're faced with the fact that you don't know how long 
your kid might be on this earth. You just think, let's go and do as much as we can and make the memories because that's really what counts in life is um, just making the memories. And I remember when my daughter was, was diagnosed and we were talking to our oncologist here in Switzerland and, um, you know, he had just told us that she had cancer and like, I was a mess. My husband was a mess. We we're just crying. Um, and they had to rush her into, um, surgery because of the, to relieve the pressure on her brain. And he said to us, I'm going to give you a piece of advice. And if you can follow this advice, it will be the greatest help to you, not only now, but in your life, you know, after all of this. And he said, and it's going to sound really weird. And I was like, okay, what, what, and he, what is this? And he said, the best piece of advice I can give you is to live in the moment. Don't think about what happened yesterday or what you could have done or, you know, should you have done something, you know, earlier? And he said, and don't think about tomorrow. Don't think about, is she going to make it? Is, you know, what's our life going to look like in a year? He said, try your very best to live in the moment. And he said, I know that's strange advice, but it is the very best advice I can give to you. And my husband and I really took that to heart. And um, we've, we continue to try to do it now that she's better as well, because really that's all you have. You have right. the moment you're in and you don't have anything else. You can't control what has happened. You can't control what's going to happen. And all you can do is enjoy each other um, right now. And I think that's what I love so much about travel is because it sort of forces you to do that. You're not worried about, you know, your kids. Well, maybe you are kids worried about your kids schoolwork or whatever, but you're not worried about the big things. You're just, it's so much easier to live in the moment when you're traveling. That's very true. I actually found you guys on Instagram a long time ago, and I tend to uh -huh. stalk people for a while on Instagram. <laughs> and there's actually a post you did in January that after I read this post, I was like, I want her on her podcast. And um, it's a picture of your family, and it just says, in quotes, isn't talking about cancer and your daughter's cancer bad for your brand? And you said, I got this question the other day as if to say, hey, this is getting too heavy, and you need to keep your feed full of happy adventure photos. And I liked what you said later on in the post, you said, just like an adventure to a new place, cancer is also an adventure to us. Maybe not the type of adventure you want to go on, but adventures aren't perfect, even if you are doing something awesome. Adventures to us are not only destinations, but life. To see life as an adventure isn't easy, but it makes, but it sure makes the hard stuff easier. And I just thought that is such a great way, like a great life motto to live by of, yep, it's not always going to be glamorous this is real life and we're going to take this and still make an adventure out of it. Yeah, we try. <laughs> and, and we're, I can't believe I wrote that. Wow. <laughs> sounded so, I sounded so like together right there. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> That's what we tried to do. Um, when Ava was diagnosed was to see it more of an adventure. And I think we started Doing that for our daughter, our older daughter, Taylor's sake. Right. Um, when we kind of explained it to her, we're like, this is just a different kind of adventure and it's going to be, 
it's going to be a little bit hard, but we're going to make it fun no matter what. And that was kind of our goal in um, the hospital with Ava was we never, we Googled what Ava's cancer was for about like 30 seconds. And then we were like, shut it down. Like we're going to go crazy. And we just decided that um, if we were going to have to go through this and we were going to have to, um, you know, do all of this and this was going to be our life, then we needed to make it fun. Right. And um, sometimes lately <laughs> I, I have a hard time making it fun and I have to remind myself this doesn't come like this doesn't come naturally. Um, I remember being in the hospital and this one lady saying to me, why are you always so happy? Like, why are you always having so much fun? We're in the hospital. Hospitals are not fun. And I just said, well, you, you have a choice and it's just as easy to make it difficult as it is to make it, you know, fun and make things an adventure. So, and I think it has to do with a lot of you know, your attitude and just like my doctor said, living in the moment and just saying, Hey, like, this is what we've been dealt. We can either make ourselves miserable and make this really terrible for everybody in our family, or we can have fun. So that's kind of, um, that's kind of what we tried to strive for. Well, so as you have traveled with your kids all over the world in with a variation of, you know, like European cities and with campgrounds and, and state parks and national parks. What do you feel like is a good piece of advice you could give to people who are traveling with kids? To be flexible. What if, like, what if they're terrible at that? I mean, I'm asking for a friend. Of course yeah. it's not me. I, I'm the flexible one. She's the one that's like, this is what we're going to do. We this can't is my just, plan. Can't veer off. So that's why she doesn't let me drive. Because she knows if I see a sign on the road that says, you know, world's craziest hot dog, I'm going to pull off and no, see it. No, that's because you run out of gas on the highway. One time. One and time. because you drive too slow. <laughs> that's funny. I think, uh, I, and I've, I've got that question a lot. And a lot of people have said, well, what if I can't be flexible? And I'm, I just, <laughs> like, you you have kids um, and I think you just have to lower your expectations. Like I, whenever, since we moved to Utah, I love hiking and I love hiking in Southern Utah. And it's like one of my very favorite things. And I love to go on really long hikes and everything. And I've realized like, I can't do that anymore. Yeah. And so, I mean, right now with, cause we still have to carry Ava in the backpack most of the time when we hike. Mm-hmm. Um, cause her balance still isn't very good. And, um, so I can't do 10 mile hikes carrying a 35 pound kid. I'm not that in shape. <laughs> um, so you just, you have to adapt to what, you know, to be, to be flexible for your kids. Um, and, and I'm not a very you recommended too. person anyway. Okay. Um, I like to be more free, like with my time. Um, but I do have, you know, a, I, I have a friend who she said, okay, I'm going to start traveling with my kids and I have a schedule all planned out. And I'm like, okay, you have your schedule, but you need to understand that sometimes your schedule's not going to work and that's okay. 
It doesn't mean that you're having a bad day. It doesn't mean that the trip is terrible. You just have to adapt to your kids. Right. Um, and sometimes that means, you know, if you're in Italy, I remember one time we were in Italy with Taylor and I'm a designer. So, you know, obviously I wanted to go to like all the art museums and all the stuff. And um, we were in Florence and we took her to like all these art museums and um, she was just so tired of it. And, and I finally just thought, you know what, like I was kind of forcing her to look at all this art and she was like two, you know, <laughs> like, like, like she wants to do that. Um, and finally I just, I just said, okay, forget it. We're not going to do any more of this. And I really got mad and I had to take a step back and say like, Hey, she's two. Like I have to understand that she's not going to want to look at a million different, you know, paintings. Like I want to for six hours, especially. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, so we finally just went out on, we just found a piazza. We got, gelato and she ran around and chased you know pigeons and it ended up being the best day and I just thought I'm so I'm so glad that I didn't try to force her to go into another museum that we just deviated and I think that trip really taught me that look you can't do everything on your checklist and that's okay right like it's 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 gonna be okay um you can still have fun well, and I think it's not really much different than your regular life with kids. Right. Um, you know, you, yeah. you guys are moms. You know how it is. You I was have, just thinking, <laughs> that sounds a lot like my Target trip yesterday yeah. with four kids <laughs> in tow. Like, exactly. I don't get to go look at the Magnolia home section Exactly. <laughs> and so it's one of those things where when we've been doing our travel and things, kids have really short attention spans. So mm-hmm. even cool stuff, you know, they're going to get tired of. Um, mm-hmm. and when it comes to museums, we took him to the postal museum. Oh, last year in DC, in DC, which is a really fun Smithsonian for yeah. those who are planning coming to DC. Don't discount the postal museum. Yeah. It's free. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah. And they had a really good time, but you could tell by the end of it that they were like, all right, let's get going. And, right. you know, and so, and they have a lot of interactive stuff for kids. So it was good. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we went and got something to eat and we got to ride on the train and those are the things that they were like, okay, this is awesome. It's something different. But most of the right. time when we're doing our trips uh, out in the country and that kind of stuff, it's as simple as pulling over to a park that has a playground and yeah. and stopping for 20 minutes or 30 minutes and letting them just play on the playground. Plus those and, and then they're ready for the next museum. Well, and plus <laughs> those playgrounds usually have the best um, playground equipment. Yeah. Like we kept finding ones that had, what are the ones that are banned? banned. The merry-go-rounds, the ones that yeah. uh, spin right. around. Yeah. Uh-huh. Every child is going to like severely hurt themselves on no matter what. They're banned what. except for every small town under like 500 people in America. <laughs> we have that right. one. And they're not, they're not banned in Europe either. Oh, oh they're, they're not. not oh, that's funny. Well, so no. Our kids love them and they've all gotten hurt on them. And every time they're still like, I still want to go ride the merry-go-round. And not and little like, hurt. Like we're talking <laughs> teeth, thrown teeth off. smacked. Um, yeah, thrown oh off. Gosh. Yeah, just st- <laughs> the reason they were banned. But they want to go back and do it again every time they see one. Can we go do that one again? You bet. And like, <laughs> yes, but hold on and sit down. Don't stand up because last time you didn't listen, you got hurt. And don't let go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hold on for the ride. <laughs> well, we'd like to ask you our three gone tripping questions. And the first okay. one is, where is your favorite place that you have ever traveled to? That is such a hard question. 
Because there are so many places that I love. <laughs> um, can we can we kind of do it by like continent? I don't sure. Know. One of my actually very 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 favorite places to go to, which was a really big surprise, but I haven't taken kids there, is Vietnam. Really? Yeah. I would literally go back just for the food. <laughs> and I'm not a foodie. Like, I'm not a big, like, you know, foodie. But that was probably one of my um, very favorite places. Uh, to take, like, my girls, We I love to go to Italy. Mm-hmm. I love taking my girls to Italy. I think maybe because there's ice cream, like, on every corner. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is starting to sound like what a foodie would say. Yes. Like, there's ice cream. Good I'm Vietnam. not a foodie, but when you go to Vietnam, <laughs> try the fun. Right. <laughs> um, oh, I, I really do not have, like, one very favorite place. But I would say, like, right now in the United States, we love um, southern Utah and Yellowstone. Okay. We, like have fallen in love with Yellowstone and we've been there like 10 times since we moved back to the States, which has only been like two years. Have you ever done fairy falls? I, we haven't. Okay. Not yeah. yet, but Watch now out I'm for the bathrooms. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The fairy falls is uh, look it up for next time you go. We, uh, yeah. we did it. It's a very flat hike. It is t- like 10 miles round trip, but it's okay. really flat. So it should be not too difficult. Uh, take, right. take your daughters. I should finish this story. So what? we stopped at the bathroom and Ren and his friend had gone to the bathroom and then gone on the hike. We stopped at the bathroom, barely survived the bathroom thing. And then we decided <laughs> that the hike was actually too long for the, was he five, six, six year old we were with? <laughs> and so then we never even did the hike and still had to deal with what this terrible bathroom. What she means is they used the six year old who has all this energy as an excuse because right. her <laughs> and her sister-in-law did not want to go. So uh, I'm sorry. And the they bathroom were, and cleaner. And we would have probably, just gotten on the trail. And, and you were probably wearing sandals. I was uh, not wearing but, sandals. But, but either way, <laughs> the, the Fairy Falls hike is really cool. It's really flat. There's a lot of little okay. hot pots um, that you can see along as you're going in there. Um, uh-huh. There is, uh, it goes up and you're basically walking through like this mountain meadow until you uh-huh. get to a cliff and there's a falls and then it has a pool area at the base mm-hmm. of the falls that you can get you can go and and wade in and all that kind of stuff and really pretty picture nice mist coming off the falls they hit you um uh-huh. and uh, but just a really really flat simple hike but really pretty hike with all the different things you get to see so so yeah i, I would okay. definitely put that on your list my husband and I are going, we like, we like to do like all the wildlife viewing in Yellowstone. Yeah. Oh, have you done the one way road yet then on the upper loop? Probably. Okay. We usually stay in like Gardner, Montana and we just stay like in the Northern range. So we, okay. and we go like wolf watching, bear watching, like all the animal watching. Yes. So my sister-in-law and I, cause my sister-in-law is a... Uh, a landscape photographer. Yes. <laughs> so we were going through and we found a one-way dirt road that's off the upper loop. And it does have a name. And I looked it up once and I don't remember what it is. And we found tons of wildlife up there. Like, it's not right on the road. Like, you still have to kind of look for it. But because it's dirt and one-way, like, nobody goes on it. And so you can, like, park and, like, get out and look. And it was it was awesome. For those who are looking for wildlife, like, that's the spot right. to go. 
I wonder if it's, do you remember if it's like the Schlue Creek? Just talk to Because Schlue Creek is a dirt road that's like up on the northern range. And there's just like a boatload of wildlife in there. It's really fun. I got the name. Okay. It's Blacktail Plateau Drive. I don't know if I've driven on that. Okay. I'm it writing is, this down right like now. At the very, very top. And um, my sister-in-law and I both totally endorse this drive. It's awesome. The other one um, is, uh, and I have not done this one, but... Uh, oh, you can't recommend it then. <laughs> what if it's a disaster? It's one I want. So there's Cave Falls, which is down at the bottom right. of Yellowstone. You, you've been to Cave Falls? I haven't. Okay. So it's right at the ba- the bottom of Yellowstone. So we went up there and uh, the one thing is, it is thick with uh, mosquitoes. Like you could take a butter knife and just go... Pfft. But uh, yeah. but Cave Falls was really cool. It's this giant falls that's probably 12 oh, cool. feet high that just goes along the whole river. Um, but from there, you can actually hike, and it's like 32 miles from there to uh-huh. Old Faithful. Right. So you have to get permits to do the hike and camp for a couple of days. But mm-hmm. there's um, a bunch of giant waterfalls along that route. She said she go. liked oh, 10 fun. mile Geyser. hikes, I know. 32 mile hikes. I know. So, <laughs> well, but if my husband and I um, are to, that's more of like my husband and I would do that. Yeah, so. exactly. And and it, like I said, it's like 32 miles, but um, it's one that I have on my list to go back and do uh, just because it's super, no, super, super cool and you're not going to see anybody. We're going to go do because that is not my cup of tea. <laughs> Right. I'm actually with some buddies. Yeah. <laughs> what is one place that you have not been to that's still on your list of, okay, this is where we're going? Greenland. Oh. oh Greenland and not Iceland because Iceland Gre- is fairly popular right yeah, now. Yeah. And Greenland, if you watched yeah. Mighty Ducks 2, you find out that Greenland <laughs> is actually covered in ice and Iceland is very right. green. So. <laughs> right. I would say Greenland and. Uh, Antarctica, which is really funny because I hate the cold. <laughs> but those are two places that um, that I re- they're really really on my Wish on my go. bucket list. All okay, right. she wants Be- to see a polar bear. Before you I go- do, that's my dream trip to <laughs> well, see a polar bear in the wild. I would like to go back to Africa as well. I really did love Africa, and I would really like to go to Africa to explore more. So a specific part in Africa or just the continent? In general? Um, I would love to go to Rwanda and okay. see the gorillas in the jungle. Uh-huh. Kind of all has to do with wildlife right now. I don't know why. That's okay. Um, or my friend right now is on a road trip in Nambia. That also looks very cool because there is a pride of desert lions so there's just a pride of lions that lives in the desert, like in the sand desert. Wow. <laughs> they're really hard to find. I mean, they're really hard to find, but apparently it's pretty cool That's to see awesome. those too. Okay. And then our last question is, what is your biggest travel fail? So I was talking to my husband about this. This sounds like really cliche or like really like, oh, nothing bad happens to us, but that's obviously not the case right but we could not think of one. Oh, serious knock on wood even oh my both of you together you couldn't and think that's of one not that that is not to say that everything goes really great for us when we travel because it doesn't but both of us are pretty adaptable 
So like, you know, if we miss our flight, we're like, okay, well, we're in the city. Let's go explore it. Or if our bags don't come, then we just say, all right, let's go buy some underwear at the store and <laughs> we'll work it out. Or are you, are you telling me your husband has never thought he could make it a little bit further on a tank of gas and ran out on a road trip? No. Okay. He has not done that, but he pushes it. He pushes <laughs> it. That's the one thing that I'm like freaked out by. So I'm not the only one. But and I know that sounds. I mean, I know that sounds like really, really dumb because I know that everybody's had like disastrous travel. But like our kids have gotten sick when we've traveled. Like our kids have thrown up in the car, or you know, like the standard. You know, people get sick, or you lose your bags, or your flight is delayed forever. But we just are like, okay, so the flight's delayed. So what can we do about it? We we just sort of adapt to it. Right. And not saying like, oh, we're so adaptable. We're amazing. Because we're not. <laughs> and I mean, obviously, there's been some times when we've had like super delayed flights where like I've lost it or whatever. But generally, yeah, that, that's what I want to hear about. Pretty grounded. <laughs> you know, and obviously, like, not every single trip that we go on, you know, somebody is you know, we'll get in a bad mood or the girls will throw a fit. And I can't tell you how many pictures I have of like my girls laying down in the middle of an airport or whatever, throwing a fit. But instead of getting angry, I just take pictures of them. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a better way to cope anyhow. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. I remember one time when we were like at this really cheeky restaurant in Norway. Um, it was like some seven star, I don't know what, but the food was amazing. And my daughter had a complete blowout, like everywhere. <laughs> and like, we had to throw her clothes in the garbage and wrap her in a blanket and hurry and eat our food. And she was completely naked. <laughs> And it was like negative 25 degrees outside and walked back to our hotel. And there was an, obviously no changing station because this was a super nice restaurant. And so, you know, they didn't even want kids there anyway. <laughs> but we brought our kid. But it's stuff like that that you just sort of like laugh and go like, is this really happening? <laughs> okay, it is. So <laughs> what are you going to do? My husband came to the bathroom and I was laughing. I was like... <laughs> And he's like, why are you laughing? And I was just like, what am I going to do? Like, what am I going to do? There is poop everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> what I love is that they You're don't even want like, kids in the restaurant and you left them a nice present in their trash can. of Not just the diaper, but the whole outfit. <laughs> the whole outfit. The whole outfit. Because we were just like, we're traveling. We cannot. I mean, the it was covered with poop everywhere. <laughs> And we were just like, we can't travel with these clothes. Yeah. Like, wh we don't even have a bag for them. How are we even going to get them, like, <laughs> back to the hotel? Like, there's no way. Yeah. So we were just like, in the trash they go <laughs> and wrap her up in a blanket, hurry and eat your food. And then we were just out of there. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we want to thank you yeah. for coming on. You can check out Katie on her Instagram at Tava Adventures and on their website at TavaAdventures.com. Thank you. I am gone tripping. I was recently talking to somebody and they were asking about the podcast. And I was giving them our spiel about how we're an all things travel podcast. You know, and our listeners know what we're about. Right. And, um, and so she said 
she said, oh, so do you and Ren travel often? And I, in my head, I kind of started laughing because I was like, no, we don't <laughs> actually. And it's not because we don't travel, but I think, and I told her, I said, it's not that we travel a lot because she was a family of five or six kids. And, you know, she was talking about how they like to do stuff like that, but it's just so expensive no matter what you're doing, even if it's on the cheap side, once you so she was, multiply everything by like six or seven. She's talking, you're, when you were saying no, you're talking like big travel like, yeah, like going to getting on a plane yeah, or you know yeah. like going somewhere hours away often yeah we and, adventure well so. and that's what i told her i said i said we try to adventure and we try to get out and do things as often as possible and so like memorial day came up and so we went up to gettysburg for the day if you follow us on instagram you could see some of the behind the scenes pictures it was also our anniversary two years two years you had to put up with me blended family family anniversary. yeah and uh we went out to the gettysburg a lot of fun. Um, and we got to see some stuff. Like, we'd gone to Gettysburg. I've been a couple of times we, you and I yeah. went. I we saw some new a lot stuff. Of stuff yeah. yeah. And one of the things that we missed was the actual Gettysburg Visitor Center, which is actually really well done. I didn't realize there was a visitor center. It I, has an awesome yeah. gift shop for those who also love gift shops like me. And so they actually have very nice displays as you go in there. And then there's a place to buy tickets. And so the visitor center is actually huge. And there's a video and there's different things that you can buy tickets for that do cost money. Yeah. But we skipped that and we just went around and looked well, at some of the stuff. Yeah. There's all the cool stuff you didn't have to do that. Like, And there's people walking around and like period well that was part of their um what do you call it like their shows of the day yeah and so they had done like a dance not example but well, like a, a mini at the same time though there was people like we were because we were driving after we got done we were driving through town to go eat and there were people like on the in town like away from Gettysburg I think that, that were dressed up there was eat. one in particular I think that was their own walking tour because she was all mic'd up yeah, as she yeah. was walking well, in her period there was dress. that one and there was another one there was a restaurant where like the lady like the maitre d' or whatever yes, was dressed up she that was way. dressed period time wise yeah yes. but there was quite a few but yeah so there was some really great stuff to do even if you didn't want to pay for it and then we did drive around Gettysburg and um, we did get lost trying to find Devil's Den, but that place is really cool. That if you've was, got kids, it's not on the, the auto tour, so it's kind of it's just off of the hidden. auto. Yeah, it and, is. And the kids did not want to leave. And but I going back to this conversation with this friend is I feel like that I think is what our podcast is about. It's not yeah. necessarily these big trips and these big travels because it is Memorial Day. It is kind of the kickoff of summer that we've got lots of friends who are headed to Florida for Disneyland or, you know, headed on these big trips that I yeah. think that one of, I mean, we do like big trips and well, we've got a big trip coming up, but I think that our main thing is just, we want people to get out and explore what's around them. Yeah. Well, and that's when going into that, like Gettysburg, if you're ever there, it's definitely worth the trip. Even if you're not a big history buff, I don't feel like we've done the history part of Gettysburg and no. always had an enjoyable time. Yeah. Well, and there were so many other places that we saw. There's a couple of them like that we saw and we're like, okay, I'm going to take you there when it's just you and I. Because the kids wouldn't have enjoyed the food or the atmosphere that um, were there. But there's there's a lot of those fun little places you can find. Lots of ice cream shops. And mm -hmm. it, Gettysburg, when I think of it, I think of like Battlefield. But Gettysburg is actually still a really thriving town. It's got a big population. It's a really cool looking and town. And so it definitely is worth the stop. Well, and most importantly, I haven't been there yet. We still got to explore it. But they have a jerky outlet. At the oh, outlet gosh. malls in Gettysburg. The jerky outlet. <laughs> Anyhow, the moral of the story is get out, explore and not necessarily big trips. We want to hear about your little trips. We want to hear about it all. Yeah. And 
I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Tava Adventures. Thing is, is like sometimes when we have guests, like you interviewed um, Rod from Search and Rescue. Yeah. And sometimes they get a little bit. Um, this is such a '90s word. This is going to date me. A downer. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that that is what our show is about. It's about real travel and yeah. about the real things of this is life and this is how we're going to take it and, and make it work for us. And I appreciate that about Tave Adventures. Well, I think everybody knows, uh, has a connection to someone who has that situation. We'd like to thank Katie for coming on and sharing your story and just, I really appreciate it. Don't forget to visit the website for show notes at gontrippinpodcast.com and tag us with your favorite travel and adventure pictures on Instagram using the hashtag gontrippin or at gontrippinpodcast. Subscribe on any of your favorite podcast listening apps and make every trip an adventure. Gontrippin, my wagoneer and I. Gontrippin, reading the road signs. Gontrippin, one playlist at a time. Gontrippin, odometers ticking. I'm doing a rebel sipping. I'm a road warrior on a mission. You won't find me just sitting home wishing. Cause I, I, I am gone tripping.